Welcome to the Pretty Powerful Podcast, where powerful women are interviewed every week to share real inspiring stories and incredible insight to help women or anyone break the barriers, be a part of innovation, shatter the glass ceiling, and dominate to the top of their sport, industry, or life's mission. Join us as we celebrate exceptional women and step into our power. And now, here's your host, Angela Gennari. Hello, and welcome to the Pretty Powerful Podcast. My name is Angela Gennari, and today I will be speaking with Midori Verity. Thank you so much for joining us, Midori. Thanks for having me. I think we're going to have an amazing conversation. Absolutely. I really appreciate your time today. So I want to introduce Majori. She's a fantastic guest today, and I'm excited to hear everything she has to say to our entrepreneurs. So when entrepreneurs want to hit results without mental exhaustion, they work with Majori. As a serial entrepreneur with three decades of vetted experience, she knows what it takes to start, grow, and rapidly scale a business with ease. Plus, as a mom, she knows the added responsibilities that go into being both a successful business owner and a parent. Yes, hallelujah to that. (laughs) I am as well. (laughs) Whether she's consulting with startups to Fortune 500 Silicon Valley giants, Majori's unique approach has, without fail, unlocked the full potential in the entrepreneurs she coaches. Majori is a well-recognized TV show host and highly sought-after public speaker. Again, amazing to have you on the show. I am super excited. So tell me, what got you started into the entrepreneurial track? Because I, like you, have been an entrepreneur for most of my adult life, and it's it's it takes a little bit of sanity mixed with or insanity mixed with passion, mixed with um, attention to detail and everything else under the sun. So what led you down the path of entrepreneurialism? I think you you nailed it when you said insanity. You got to yeah. have a little bit of that, a little, there, right? Yeah, a little absolutely. bit of crazy. Yeah, <laughs> but it's all good. Actually, you know, when we first, when we started our business, what had happened was we were in a recession. Oh, wow. And yeah. yeah. And so I had grabbed, my husband and I both had graduated from college. And we're like, now what? there's no jobs. What are we going to do? And our friend had started a business and he wanted us to, to bring it to where I'm from. And so that's kind of what launched our very first business. Wow. Okay. So, you know, and I love it because some of the best businesses in the world, some of the most profitable, successful businesses in the world were started in a recession. So congratulations on taking that leap. It's not easy. It's a scary time for sure. I think it's one of those great things though, when you do, Mm. you know, all these people that are starting businesses during this pandemic, this craziness are going to be stronger. They're going to be more resilient. They're going to learn so much about adapting, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And resiliency is one of the things I think makes entrepreneurs unlike most uh, because it's our, it's our risk tolerance, right? It's our tolerance for being able to take those gut punches one after another over and over again and keep standing up and fighting. And so, yeah, it's that resilience that keeps us in the game for sure. Yeah. So you built that muscle. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit. So you've started doing um, a lot of coaching and just kind of helping entrepreneurs to develop their own um, formula for success. So tell me a little bit about how that works and what a goal roadmap, roadmap is. Yeah. So like I said, when we first graduated, so that was a long time ago when we started our first business. And I had been doing that for about 10 years, had two kids at this point. And it was, it was growing fairly quickly. 
because we adapted Google AdWords. This is when Google oh, AdWords first yeah. came out. And right. so I was, an, I was one of the first adopters of it. And so our business was growing really rapidly and it was crazy. It was just, it was so stressful and trying to be a good mom, you know, kind of what we talked about in the very beginning is mm-hmm. trying to balance it all and yeah. then run a successful business as driven entrepreneurial women mm-hmm. was asinine. It just was yeah crazy. And I remember getting to a point where I hit a really big depression. I just couldn't oh, take wow. it. I couldn't, I couldn't function in the normal way anymore. And all I right. wanted to do was quite frankly, run for the Hills. Yeah. And this went on for about six months. I didn't know what to do. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't have an entrepreneurial um, group that mm-hmm. I could go to mm-hmm. and express what was going on. All my husband knew was I was just getting bitchier. Uh-huh. <laughs> so anyway, fast forward, I became more desperate, right? Just looking for solutions. And my girlfriend invited me to go to a business event in okay. Florida, I mean, California. So it was in Florida and I went there and I found out once I got there that it was all about speaking from stage. I'm like, oh no, no. Right. I no, I don't speak from stage. I'm in right. the wrong place. And we'll probably go into that story later. Mm-hmm. But what happened at this event is I met this gentleman named Doug Bench. And he happened to start speaking to me about neuroscience, neuroplasticity. Oh, interesting. Yes, and, absolutely. And, yeah. And so just quick, quick, um, you know, nugget on that, what that is for those who don't know, is it's the idea that in our brain, we can constantly evolve and change. Mm-hmm. We can change those neuro, those neuro um, connections to become someone different. Yeah. And when he told me this, it was as though all of a sudden, all the weight lifted off of me. Mm-hmm. And it's this huge, like, what are yeah. you kidding? And it just changed everything. At that moment, I realized, oh, I have control of my life. I have control of how I want to respond to my business. It's not going the way I want it, but I can change it. I can do it. And so from there, I came back to my office. I hired someone. I put systems in place. And you know, the rest is history. That business actually grew even more once I stepped away. Wow. And so from that point, knowing how difficult it was to continue mm-hmm. trying to be a good mom, to continue growing a business, to continue not losing my house right. uh, and not losing my marriage and just trying to do it all. I thought there has to be an easier way to do this. Mm-hmm. So fast forward to the message, that question that you asked me originally is what you're coaching, you're coaching people now, what's right. where did this come from? So that's what I did is I realized my passion mm. is about helping other entrepreneurs. Wow. get through these challenges that happen to so many we know that that depression mm-hmm. and stress and anxiety goes kind of hand in hand right. with entrepreneurship and so i wanted to crack that code and help other entrepreneurs get through that much quicker than i did with less right. battle wounds and so that's really what inspired me to leave the business that my husband and i had and go off on my own to start coaching other entrepreneurs Okay. I love it. That sounds so good because, you know, when, when we are in the middle of our 
you know, our storm, our tornado of, of business, it's really hard to take ourselves out from that and get a high level view of what's going on. And it's so much easier with, with coaching. I found, because I did a little bit of coaching during the pandemic when my business was temporarily shut down for, for several months, you know, due to all of our client venues being closed. And so I took a step back and started coaching and it was so much easier to look at other businesses and say, I see this because because when you're in the middle of it, you can't see, right? So, and, and so like it was, it gave me the ability to look back at my business and say, huh, you know, I see that I have these same problems, but I, I haven't been able to address them because I've been so busy working in it and not on it. Right. And so I, I can appreciate a good coach being able to come in and give a high level view of what's happening and then really teaching you how to dive into those details of, you know, how to fix certain issues. And one of those issues being, you know, as entrepreneurs, our need to have our hands in everything. Right? <laughs> Wearing all these different hats. That, yes. That overwhelming <laughs> chaos. Yeah. It's crazy. Yes. I, in fact, I have this client. She, she always tells me, she, she came to me, she was a um, professor, a okay. university professor at a prestigious school. And she had started kind of a side hustle, right? Okay. And so she came in to feel the fire. And I remember her telling me originally, she's been in it for about a year and a half, almost now about a little over a year. And I remember her telling me, Midori, I, I'm a college professor. I'm not an entrepreneur like you. I'm just not. I'm like, well, don't you have a business? Of course you are. Yeah. And she's like, no. And so we started, she hired me as a VIP, you know, one-on-one type of coach. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I told her, I'm like, you need to embrace the fact that you have a PhD yes. and that you're a college professor and you have all this experience. And what she says to me all the time getting back to your point of us being caught in the weeds and not being able to see things clearly is I could see her gifts and she yeah. couldn't Oh so wow! tells me all the time. She's like, you saw, you saw me, you, you actually saw me and you helped me see myself and wow. the gifts that I had and getting to your point, it's really kind of weird, mm. but it's true. It's easier for a coach to be able to see the reality of what's really going on in your business from an outsider's perspective yes. and to get better, uh, a better plan yeah. on how yeah. to navigate it. Absolutely. Well, and you know, a lot of the, the things that we do on a day-to-day basis, we do because that's the way we've always been taught to do, or, or we create these systems out of need and desperation. And so it's, it's kind of like that mentality when people go through trauma, you have a trauma response. You just can't let your trauma be response be your everyday response because you have to evolve from it. It's the same thing with business, right? Like we have these, we, like when I started running my business, I was doing, you know, bookkeeping on a monthly basis because that's all I had the capacity for. But as we evolve, I needed to get better about that because, you know, there's cash flow, right? You have to have cash flow in your business. And so, yeah, you need to adjust to new systems. And sometimes people can teach you those new systems that you don't innately know and you don't know it's broken until you look back and you're like, yeah, that does make more sense to do it weekly or biweekly or, you know, certain things in your business that uh, a coach can come in and say, I see where the cash flow issue is. I see where the operational issue is. I see where the logistics issue is. Whereas we have, you know, formed these habits or these ideas based on, you know, this is the way it's always been done. Right. Right. And then you, it, you know, it happens to me too. 
Right. If I'm talking to someone who knows something that I don't know, and there's a lot of things that I don't know, sure. And and then they tell you one little tweak, and you're like, uh, "Are you kidding? Right. That could save me so <laughs> much time and so much brain space, right? Yes. How much do we feel at the end of the day that our brain has been sucked dry mm. and there's no more energy, right? Yeah, absolutely. But when you, you have someone who shows you what you didn't know that you thought you knew. Right. It's such a game changer. Oh, it really is. So tell me what a goal roadmap is. Yeah. So what we, what we call it in feel the fire is a summit goal framework. Okay. And this is one of those things that makes your life easier and it helps you see brain space and it helps you be more successful because you're clear Mm -hmm. and it helps take away that overwhelm. So this is kind of the the crux of what feel the fire is about Okay, this framework. So what I want want the listeners to think about is think of a mountain right? Okay. Like there's a peak at the top. That's the summit. And then it goes down, right? So get that visual. When we are creating our summit goals, the summit goals are those big, fat, hairy, audacious, exciting goals mm-hmm. that fire us up, right? right? Mm-hmm. Revenue but goals. Is that what that is? Goal, it can be revenue goals. It can be business goals. It can be mm-hmm. um, personal goals. I usually say don't have any more than three at a time. Okay. okay. And these goals are from 12 months to three years out, but they need Mm -hmm. to be, they have to be stretchy. Underneath that are your approach goals. So Mm -hmm. think of your approaching the summit, right? Mm -hmm. So your approach goals are broken down into 90 day increments. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's more um, digestible and tangible when you do it that way. So you want your approach goals to be, uh, to be measurable. So an example may be that you want to become a recognized superstar in your industry. So that's one of your summit goals. You want to have X amount of clients, but in order to have that, you need to be very well seen. So one of your approach goals may be that you want to um, become an influencer in your space by getting onto 10 podcasts in the quarter, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, right? Mm -hmm. So that's your approach goal. So it's measurable. 10 podcasts, 10 good podcasts. And then underneath that, you have your action steps because you need to take action towards it. So have up to five action steps for that. So if my approach goal is to be on 10 podcasts, how am I going to do that? What are my steps to get there? So you break it down. So you identify who, which podcast you want to be on, right? Okay. And then you have your media one sheet, and then you're going to send out X amount of solicitations per week, or you hire a media company, whatever it's going to be. But that's kind of just a, in a nutshell, how you do it. And it's broken up into four quarters. The beauty of something like this is it takes out that chaos, right? It's right. super clear. You can see where you're going to go. So what I'm, when I said it, you want to have this big stretchy goal at the very top, what mm-hmm. happens a lot of times is you get really excited about it, but you don't know how you're going to get there. Right. Right. When JFK decided that he was going to put a man on the moon and he announced that to the world, he had zero idea how he was going to do that. That was just this huge aspirational goal. Mm-hmm. But along the way, his scientists figured it out. Right. So that's the beauty of the approach goals. You might not know exactly how you're going to go, but each quarter you're going to get a little clearer on doing okay. it until all of a sudden it, it makes sense. I love it. Yeah. That's a really, really uh, digestible strategy, you know, create your action steps, create your, your approach goals, and then create your really good summit goal. And I think that's doable, you know, and you can even, so would if with 
different goals, I assume you have to have a different approach, right? So each goal is its own mountain. Is that right? Kind of. Yeah. So, okay. it's, you know, just, you just want to have it outlined. Yeah. You know, we use a framework within Feel the Fire. So it's uh, everything that I do is based on the KISS method, right? Mm-hmm. Keep it yep. super simple. Yeah. And so that's what it is. So we have a little, you know, a worksheet that you do and it's just all right there. So you see it, but yeah. So you want to have your, whatever your approach goals are and then the, the measurable steps to get there. Awesome. Okay. Very cool. I like that. So is that, re- is that related to the success triangle or is the success triangle different? It's part of it. Okay. So there's three things that I have found from being an entrepreneur myself, owning several mm-hmm. businesses over almost three decades and from working with, with other entrepreneurs is that there are three things that you need to have in place okay. to make running a business and growing and being successful a lot more easy, mm-hmm. you know, not, so you're not feeling as overwhelmed. The top one is that the summit goal framework, right? So right. you know where you're going. And you're not getting taken off by shiny objects and all these other um, demands that you have mm-hmm. from being an entrepreneur. The second one is accountability. Mm. This is often that missing link because people can set up goals. I, there's all kinds of different ways to set up goals, right? But if you don't have accountability, it's easy to get off track. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, I need to go do this. I need to mm-hmm. go do that. Oh, uh, my assistant asked me for this, or I need to turn in my my new um, game plan for whatever. I mean, there's a gazillion things that can happen. Or oh, yeah. maybe your focus was on podcasts and you're not getting on podcasts. You're like, now I need to start a blog. Right. Right. I mean, <laughs> right. Just, come on, we, we've all been there, I think. Yeah. I know I have. Mm-hmm. So having an accountability group of not just your mom and your best friend, but people who are like-minded, like you, right. who mm-hmm. are striving to get somewhere good and keep you motivated and inspired. That is a huge key. Yeah. And so, you know, it also comes along with that whole concept of you are the average of the five people that you're hanging out with. So Absolutely. who are they? Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the second component of the um, entrepreneur's triangle. The third one is mentorship or coaching. Okay. To help you yeah. get through. Yeah, that, that is so important. I have found such great community in that. And I feel like every time an entrepreneur says, oh, I did it all by myself, that that's not true. You don't, you get so much further when you have mentorship and coaching and accountability circles. And, you know, all of it just helps you to kind of reach those goals, but keep you accountable along the way. And so, yeah, those, those circles of influence, I kind of call them is it's, I think it's so important for an entrepreneur to have, you know, have a community of people that you trust that aren't just going to think every idea that you have is great. You know, they can't be on your payroll and they can't be related to you. <laughs> they can't because they're going to lie to you. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're going to tell you lie. you're great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there's, there's countless you know, little stories that I can share on this. I was just teaching a class to, to my group yesterday and Sally, who's been in our group since, since, has been in Field of Fire since the beginning. And our pods, just so mm. you know, not okay. to confuse everything, there are four to six people okay. in a pod. And then we have our group, our big groups that get together. So this was a big group. And so we were going through, at the, at the end of every quarter, we review how our goals have gone, okay. you know, right? So that was Q2 goals. And then we start planning for Q3. Okay. So that's what this whole class was about. And she said to me, she's like, you know, Midori, I've hit all my summit goals. I need new summit goals. I'm like, Hmm. okay, well, that's an exciting problem to have. And she said, because 
she's been meeting each week with the accountability groups. Mm-hmm. So she knows it keeps her focused and she yeah. knows that she has to show up and, and, you know, have these things checked off. So that was really kind of cool. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm like, okay, well let's, let's get a new, new, exciting stretch here. And this time they were way stretchier. She's a triathlon. Yeah. She, she, she has triathlons and she now has sponsorships and now wow. she is going into other states. And so this was, none of this was happening when she first came in. That's awesome. Good for yeah. her. Good for her. And I know it's got to feel, you know, when you achieve those goals, it gives you the confidence to take a bigger step, right? So each little step that we make that's successful, it gives us that confidence to say, okay, I'm going to do a little bit more this time. And, you know, before you know it, you're doing all those things that you initially thought were impossible, right? You're doing all those things that you never thought you'd be able to accomplish. So yeah, I agree. And that's kind of the beauty of being in a group. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Because you see other people doing it who are just like you. Yeah. Yeah. And then you kind of believe, oh, wait, is she did? Because we talk a lot about growth mindset, you know, yes. obviously. Mm-hmm. Since I went through this whole neuroscience thing, mindset right. is huge. Right. And so we talk about that a lot. And what I have found, especially with women, mm-hmm. is that we rise up together. It's, oh, it's yeah. really kind of, it's like this kind of magical energy that happens, not to get woo woo and weird but I've just seen it happen so many times. And so that's been, that wasn't something I was expecting when Mm -hmm. I started feel the fire over a year ago, but that's one thing that I consistently seen is that when women come together and they support each other, it's, it's insane what they can do. And what you Mm -hmm. see them, when you see them coming in scared Mm -hmm. and there's this imposter syndrome going on and they're kind of, they're questioning themselves saying, I don't know. I had a client um, who used to say, you know, my products, they're just boards. I just, they're not a big deal. I'm like, but they are because right. the whole story you have behind your charcuterie boards was, is profound. And now she's getting into retail. She's doing all kinds of things, but you're seeing her rise up with wow. the other members when before she thought yeah. that it was, you know, that she was going to sell a couple boards and that was it. So it's just kind of cool. That's super cool. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I agree. And that's actually kind of one of the reasons I started the podcast is for that reason to give women a community because I feel like we do when we learn from each other, we do so much better because we, we, it's more of a safe space for us. Right. Because if we're in a conversation with men, we don't want to appear as weak. Right. And so we may not be as vulnerable. We may not be as transparent. And then, you know, we also don't one up as much. Right. So we, we tend to downplay our achievements and our accomplishments and our skills and our abilities. And so when we do that and, you know, it gives it, it kind of exacerbates that imposter syndrome. Right. So if other people in the room are, you know, kind of over exaggerating their skills and abilities. And you are like, well, gosh, you know, I'm, I, I'm not even a, a, you know, seven out of 10 on all these, maybe I'm, maybe I'm in the wrong room and you start to doubt yourself. Whereas, you know, I think if you have women surrounding each other, we, we do tend to lift each other up more and um, you have more of that safe space. So I think it's wonderful that um, you think women or you've seen that women are, are generally lifting each other up and rising together. Yeah. It's really just kind of profound to see that energy because we get each other, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, what I, going back to the very beginning of our conversation, when I was in that depression, I didn't have, right. I didn't have that group to talk to. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I couldn't tell my friends that were stay at home moms. They don't get it right at right. all. And so having a place where you can go and be like, you know what? I didn't get crap done this week. 
because my kids were running around crazy. Summer just started and I'm losing my mind and I'm trying to figure out how to do this. And then you have other parents who, or other moms that have been there and done that, who are like, okay, you know what? Just give yourself some grace right now and and just be okay with it. Then it it just lifts that pressure and then Mm -hmm. you become real and authentic. And that's part of the journey, quite frankly. It really is. So how have you found balancing being a mom with being an entrepreneur? Because it is, it's a delicate balance. And I I feel like I fail at it all the time, but you know, at the same time, what is failing? You know, what does that look like? You know, my, my son's a great kid. He's, he does well in school. He's in sports. He works like, I don't know what failing is, but I feel like a failure so many times. Number one, Every parent feels that at some point, right? It's just part of it. No matter how, how devoted you are, it doesn't matter. But I was listening to Russell Brunson um, speak recently, and he talked about this whole idea of, of imp- uh, what did he call, call it? Radical um, unbalance. Oh, interesting. I'm like, ew, I like that. <laughs> I, I like do. that term, right? Mm-hmm. And so what I have found is it's not about balance. Balance right. is BS. It's crap. Mm. But instead, it's about setting yourself up. So when it's work time, it's work time. Okay. But then when it's time to be with your family, you know what time it is. So maybe it's your dinner time. Maybe it's Mm -hmm. it's, it's 45 minutes in the day. If that's what you can do at that moment, if you're growing your business, whatever it is, everything else goes away. There's no phones. There's no computer. There's no anything. It's just family time. Mm -hmm. And so you give a hundred percent of yourself to your family at that point just like you do with your business. So when it's time for business, you kind of mentally step into, you have like a different room, you have something else that's different there that helps you get out of being in mommy mode, right? Get into being in business mode. Same Mm -hmm. when it's with your family, you get out of business mode. You don't even talk about it. You only talk about what's going on with your family. Mm -hmm. And what happens with this, and I've seen this so many times is that they, it's, it's like it's something that you look forward to and your family looks forward to, right? And there's a deeper connection. Right. And fast forward, my kids are now 23 and 26. So okay. I can honestly say it because they've been with, you know, I, I, I started the business, be, our first business before I had babies. So they've gone the whole gamut and one has a successful business. The other one has this entrepreneurial spirit. He just graduated, graduated college, but we have a strong connection yes. and it's because I didn't try to balance. I didn't fight myself on trying to balance and feeling guilty all the time because it doesn't work. And once I learned that lesson, it felt so much better. Yeah. And so that's, that's the one thing that I would concentrate on. Yeah. And I, and I think just giving yourself grace, giving yourself that, that grace to say, it's okay tomorrow, you know, like I, I do have to work a little bit later tonight, but you know, tomorrow I'm going to make it up by doing X, you know, and we're going to go out to dinner together and we're going to, you know, go have fun. And yes, I agree. Balance is so important. And I think that, you know, it does become challenging, especially when you have a family business, right? Because family, your whole family is involved with it, right? So whether it's you and your husband, or if your kids are involved, that makes it more challenging. Like I've run a business with my husband and I think that was more challenging than stepping away with my son, right? Because now all of a sudden date night talks are about revenue (laughs) and sales. Uh, Angela, (laughs) yes, totally. (laughs) 
So, you know, I've been down that road and, you know, it, it becomes, you know, how do we keep our marriage from just being business partners? Right. And so, yeah, yeah I mean, it's a delicate balance, no matter how you, how you look at it, but but yes, being an entrepreneur and trying to find that balance is one of those things that I think is elusive. You know, you can't always say it's as easy as somebody who can really like just go home and clock out and clock back in. It's not like that. You know, with an entrepreneur, you're always kind of a little bit thinking about work, right? But, you know, at least being present, I think is is 90% of it. Being present, you know, being at the things that matter, you know, the, the school events, the sporting events, being at those things that matter where, you know, family time really needs to be family time. Totally. And I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, part of the reason we become entrepreneurs is for that freedom to be able to be there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and and absolutely. choose what we're into. One other thing that I want to mention, because this is really important. And I see so many people who struggle with the, with that guilt, right? Yeah. And when mm-hmm. it's, it's inevitable, you're going to have it just the way it is. Yeah. But thinking of your life as seasons, okay. right? So when you have a baby, there's going to be times when that baby needs you. There's, oh, yeah. there's no working during that mm-hmm. time. You're going to be sleep deprived. Your baby's going to be crying. They're colicky. They're not feeling good. Whatever it is, they need you. So you just got to kind of be in that season of, okay, right now, I'm not going to be able to work 50 hours a week. Right. If I can get in a good 10 hours, that's the way it is. And I, I just know this. And then your kids get a little bit older and then they go to school. So you can do that. But then summer hits and it's like, yeah. oh my good God. <laughs> It's summer in their home and I have no freedom. And I remember those dreading summer, but then like now I'm in my Uh fifties and my kids are grown and and it's different. So now I have that grace to be able to do, to to be able to jump into my business fully. And so it's different, but just be recognizing the seasons and, and rolling with those seasons and understanding, okay, there's a start and there's an end to the season. Yes, Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, appreciating them for what they are, you know, like my son is 15 now. And so he has so much more independence than he did before. And so now, I mean, even when I want to hang out with him, he's probably off doing his own thing. But, um, but, you know, it's just, it's, it's appreciating where you are and, and, and respecting that, you know, that place. And, And I agree the season, you know, the concept of having seasons of life, I think is, integral and being able to look at them in a healthy way. Yes. Yes. So you also talk a little bit about unleashing your inner tiger. So tell me what that means. Yeah. So many of us have this feeling. I don't know if you ever did Angela, but where you feel like, gosh, there's, there's something else in me and I'm only living at I'm only playing at this level right now. And for those who are just listening to it, I'm holding my hand up right in the middle. I'm only (laughs) playing at this level, but I want to be playing at this higher level. And there's something Mm, else, but I'm too scared to release it, or I don't know how to release it, but I really want to have this incredible business. I want to have this incredible life, whatever it is. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, but what happens with human nature is we have this box and this box represents safety. Mm-hmm. And so as long as we're playing in this box, we are free from criticism or safe from being embarrassed and shame and all those things that we're afraid of. So this is one thing that we work on all the time and feel the fire is breaking out of that and yeah. unleashing this inner tiger. That's part of being in these accountability groups. Like I mentioned is being able to recognize where you want to go and then taking right. the steps to get there. So 
with what we're talking about, one way to start breaking out of if you if you are stuck in the shell or if you feel like you have limiting beliefs and limiting limiting factors around you is to set up the summit goals and Mm. just keep on taking action. Maybe Mm -hmm. at first they are teeny, teeny baby steps, but I promise if you are consistent with those and you're staying focused on those, they will become bigger steps, right? Bigger steps. And then like we mentioned earlier, you will start seeing success and then your confidence grows. And then all of a sudden they're giant leaps and that's what happens. And so, but you have to start taking action somewhere, right? unleash this inner tiger that can come out. And then all of a sudden you'll see it come out and you're like, Oh my God, there it is. That's me. That's who I really am. And you'll start finding your voice and Mm. your power. And you will, you'll find yourself doing bigger things that you didn't think were possible and opportunities opening up. That's the weird thing that happens is that when you, you step into who you really want to be, there's a magic that happens and opportunities come to you, bigger things happen. And you're it's, I think it's based all on confidence. Oh, absolutely. It's just exuding and um, you become unstoppable. Absolutely. And I think when you, when you are confident, your energy changes and things just start opening up for you. Right. So it's almost like the universe, God, all the opportunities that were out there waiting, you know, they're now starting to flood in when you're on the right path, when you're, when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and you are being authentically you, I think that's when, that's when doors start opening and, and things start happening for you. hundred percent. You know, one other thing, getting back to the whole mindset part, yeah. because for some of us, it's like, Ooh, yeah, no, that's scary. I don't have time. I'm right. too young. I'm too old. Mm. I don't know enough that we come up with all these reasons to never take those steps. Right. Sure. Absolutely. So one big thing that can happen is if you can start manifesting it. And so this mm-hmm. can be either through meditation or visualization or even better doing both. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in fuel the fire, we, we, every Monday we have 10 minutes where we do, it's called manifestation Monday. And yes. I take our, our members through this whole visualization, but you, there's, there's apps on YouTube, there's free apps all over the place, but yeah. just starting to do that and see yourself as that person that you want to be. Yeah. As that person who's released that inner tiger, what's it look like? What are you doing? What is your, what do you wear? Who's around you? How do you carry yourself? What are the words that describe you now? And seeing yourself constantly like that mm-hmm. is a really good way to get started. But even if you are started doing this anyway, yes. because it will accelerate your success. And it's yeah. really this powerful, our minds are this powerful muscle that can change your world. A hundred percent agree with you. A hundred percent. I actually started meditating um, during the pandemic, actually, because I was having such a hard time staying focused and staying in a routine and staying, you know, just kind of having that motivation when I woke up in the morning to do something, you know, and, and, but I, uh, I started meditating and it's changed everything. You know, like it's, it, I, I meditate before I go to bed and I meditate first thing in the morning when I wake up you know, kind of that morning gratitude meditation and that nighttime visualization of just like, how do I see my future? What do I see myself doing? Who do I see myself with? And where am I going? And so it really does. It changes everything. It changes your mindset of what you're capable of because you've already envisioned, you've you've had that vision of yourself in a different place, a different space. And it allows you to kind of see that as a, a now thing, not a someday thing. Exactly. You have to be able to see it. Yes. Then believe it and then make it happen. Absolutely. Bring it to reality. Right. And so it's, it's, but isn't it fun? 
God, Isn't I love it, it fun to do it and yes. like to see it and just be able to dream and realize, okay, this doesn't have to be a dream. This can be no. a reality. Uh, yes. I just need that. I need the steps to get there. So yes. yeah, I think it's amazing. Perfect. I love it. I love it. Yes. Yes. I agree. I agree. Meditation is really, really key for getting yourself out of that, you know, rut of this is the way it is because it's always been this way. And I've never imagined myself being anything different. Well then start imagining yourself being different. That's that's quick. it. That's easy. <laughs> yep. And it's free and it's powerful. Yep. Absolutely. I remember when I was growing up, my mom used to say, like, I loved window shopping, right? And we, I, she was a single mom and had three jobs. And I mean, everything was pinching pennies, you know, making ends meet. And so there was never extra money for things, right? So when I'd go window shopping, I was really just like imagining what it would be like to have all these things. And I would say, I'm like, hey, let's go, you know, browse around the mall. She's like, I don't want to see things I can't get. And I'm like, why? Like, why don't you want to? And so, but in her, in her, you know, I guess in her mind, she didn't want to be reminded of things that she couldn't get. And I wanted to be reminded of all the things that were possible. Right. And so we were just looking at it in a very different way. And I mean, I think we're still like that. <laughs> She's still, you know, I, I, I was like, Oh, look at that beautiful car. Look at that beautiful house. And, you know, I, I look, look at a beautiful house and she'd say, Oh yeah. But then you got to think how long is that going to take you to clean it? And I said, mom, they don't clean their own house. <laughs> right. If you can afford that house, then yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but I think it's, you know, it's just, it's a state of mind. And it's that optimism that that glass half full that, that, you know, I can be anything I want to be. And the funny thing is, is even though she would say, I can't look at all of this, she was also the first one to tell me I could do anything I wanted to do, right? Like I was capable of everything, but she just couldn't see herself as capable of everything. And so it's just an interesting dynamic. Yeah, I see that a lot. I had a client yeah. um, that she came from a really tough, tough upbringing mm -hmm. and she kept on attracting all the horrible guys, very uh. Uh, narcissistic men. And mm. it was awful, but she was this incredible attorney. She was an yeah. incredible district, um, district attorney. And so she came to me, she's like, Midori, I, 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 I keep on attracting these wrong people, blah, 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 blah. And so she couldn't see herself in a healthy relationship. Wow. And so just doing what we're talking about, the visualization, yeah. the manifestation, seeing yourself in this different world mm -hmm. started. And so now, she, you know, fast forward, I worked with her a couple of years ago and now she's engaged to this amazing man who's awesome. completely the opposite of anyone that she ever attracted before that she was attracted to, right. but she had to be able to see it as possible. And she also had to see herself. She had to believe that it was possible because that wasn't the case. Wow. And so it was, if you knew her, you'd realize how impactful this is yeah. that whole yeah. mindset thing. Right. And we talked about neuroplasticity and the fact that we mm. can change our little neurons and become we whoever we, we really want to be once we understand it. Uh, that's awesome. Yes. Very, very powerful. So there is a book about neuroplasticity and I'm going to look it up on my phone because I actually just finished the audible and it was so good. And, um, it's a Christian based book, but, um, it's, oh gosh, what is it? But it, it, it is really all about neuroplasticity and how to oh, switch on your brain. So it's called okay. switch on your brain. And it talks a lot about neuroplasticity and changing that mindset to believe that things are possible in your life and to, to really kind of 
uh, you know, we've all been through things, trauma, obstacles, challenges, and it's about, you know, it's, it's not the situation. It's the way we think about the situation that really needs to be evaluated. It's like, what do I think about the situation? And if I think something toxic about the situation, then I think the situation is toxic. Situation may not be toxic. It's just the way we're, 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 the story we're telling ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I love it. Okay. I could talk about that all day long. Right. That's like a whole other podcast that we could do. Yes. I know. So tell me what inspires you. What inspires me is one business. I love mm. business. It's, yes. it's always been what I've interested, but working with the women that I'm working with yeah, and just seeing them rise up and seeing their success. I get to talk to them so much every week and that's why I do what I do. It's, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm at, I'm, I'm grateful enough to be at a, at a stage in my life that I can, I have more freedom, right? Yeah. I've yeah. been doing this for a while. So I have a lot of freedom, but that's to get in a nutshell, watching other women rise up and be successful yeah. and step into their, their greatness is, is really what, what gets me fired up. That's Amazing. I love that response. So as women, we often give our power away. We usually, you know, we'll give it away to our husbands, to our kids, to our coworkers. You know, we, we say, oh, I'm only here because of this, or I'm only here because of them. And so we often give our power away in certain situations. Um, But tell me about a time that you may have given your power away. And then tell me another time that you stepped into your power and what made all that different? What made that difference for you? Okay. Yeah. So a time that I gave my power away, I remember I was working on this very high level, um, uh, event. Okay. And I wanted to do it because the person who was in charge of it was, um, this is before we even had the term influencers, but she was, she was almost like a celebrity as far as business went. Everyone knew her, everyone wanted to be part of it. And I happened to be in her inner circle. And so I'm like, okay, let me put this event together um, and I will do it. And you know, that, that, that'll be the, it'll be amazing. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, as we started working on it, we were getting huge speakers. We had hope solo. We had hope solo when she was at, you know, she was in the Olympics. This this is amazing. We had Michael E. Gerber. We had huge people, all people that I had gotten. And I remember her telling me all of a sudden, just, just getting really angry. And this happened a few times Uh where she got really frustrated, even though I was doing almost, I was doing 90% of the work and kind of yelling and screaming at me and telling me all the things that I did wrong. So this is where I lost my power in that I didn't come back to her and say, are you kidding me right right now? Have you not seen what I've done? Right. And I could walk away and this would not happen. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I should have done. Now I right. would, but that was a time, like now I reflect on, I'm like, what was, why did I do that? But right. I definitely gave my power away at that moment. Unfortunately, mm. a time when I got my power back, remember in the very beginning, when we talked about how I was at that event where they wanted, you know, it was all about speaking on stage. I'm yes. Like, oh, yes. No, I'm not speaking on stage. <laughs> that was like totally right. freaky. Right. I, even though I was a communications major in college, I was terrified. Uh-huh. speaking on stage. I mm-hmm. actually would forget everything that I was supposed to say. Right. But because of this event that I did, and I had a book out at that point, um, I had a woman who reached out to me and said, Hey, I'd love for you to come speak on our stage. And right. it was 18 months from then. And I'm like, okay, sounds great. And I remember getting off the phone thinking, 
okay, I have 18 months. I have 18 <laughs> months to get myself together to be able to speak on stage. And yeah. so this is where that neuroplasticity really mm. proved itself. And right. so I worked for 18 months to get on that stage. And I did, I had it all down and I got on and I, it wasn't perfect, Yeah, but yeah. I did it. And that's where I grabbed my power back. Oh, I love it. That's amazing. Good job. Good job. Yeah, those are those are scary moments, right? Like, uh, I think public speaking is one of those fears that so many of us have. It's just, and I don't know what it is. Is it the fear of being judged? Is it the fear of messing up? Is it the fear of not being perfect? It's, it's, it's a tough one. That's yeah. a tough one. So, all right. And so tell me what advice would you give to your 18-year-old self? Oh, my gosh to give myself grace, yes. to stop trying to do everything right. And, yeah. and worrying about all the things that might be embarrassing. Right. That's what I would say. Just give myself grace and just enjoy life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say the same thing. I've always been an overachiever <clears throat> and I think that has, it's, I don't give myself a lot of grace. I think you're right. I mean, I just wish I could tell myself at, at 18, you're going to be fine. <laughs> give yourself a little grace. How about at 18 and then at 25 and then at 35? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm probably much, much right. older than you. But all these times where I'm like, yes. oh, I haven't done what I wanted to do. Yeah. It's yeah. all the same. It's all the mm-hmm. same. It's yeah. Oh, yeah. And then what do you wish more people knew? I wish more people understood this whole idea of neuroplasticity and yeah. neuroscience because it yeah. really is this power tool. Mm, it's a game changer lives. I don't mm-hmm. care where you came from. I yep. don't care who your parents were. Yep. I don't care who's told you this, that, or the other thing you can control. All, you can, you can control how you respond to life. Yes. And there's nothing more empowering than that. I agree. Good, good. I love it. I love it. So yeah, I, I a hundred percent agree with you. I have a psychology degree and I'm, you know, I'm always reading about different psychological studies and I find that still fascinating and I love studying people biographies, but, but reading about neuroplasticity is really was, was a game changer for me. You know, it, it really was, it was the idea of, cause I had always studied the way we think, but I was not studying the way we can train ourselves to think. Right. And so it really is a game changer and you're absolutely right. I think more people should know about it. Yeah. Very cool. Well, this has been an absolute pleasure. I have really, really enjoyed talking with you. I think you shared so many great, incredibly inspiring and powerful um, quotes, details, advice. And I'm really, really glad that we had a chance to talk today. Yeah. Thanks for, for having me. And and if I can, I would be, I would love to share a gift with with your members um, and those who listen to this, you know, we were talking about goals and and my client Sally who crushed her goals and now she's ready for new summit goals when she shouldn't be yet. Right. And so I would like to give that whole framework. Oh, very cool. Yeah. It's super cool. Really easy to do. And it's a game changer for people who are entrepreneurs and Mm. feel, feel overwhelmed or feel like they're going after a shiny object and they're trying to balance. So all they have to do is just go to fuel the fire groups.com forward slash goals. Okay. Fuel the fire groups.com forward slash goals. 
Got it. it. Okay. And if anyone wants to get in touch with Midori, you can also reach her on prettypowerfulpodcast.com and all of her contact information will be there as well, as well as any websites. And you can kind of reach out to Midori for more advice and uh, coaching services if you are interested. So thank you so much for your time today. And please like, subscribe and share if you've enjoyed this episode. And we look forward to talking with you again. Thank you, Midori. Thanks for having me. All right. Have a great day. Thank you for joining our guests on the Pretty Powerful Podcast. And we hope you've gained new insight and learned from exceptional women. Remember to subscribe or check out this and all episodes on prettypowerfulpodcast.com. Visit us next time. And until then, step into your own power.